With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, I'm back on November 4th, 2015, and yesterday I want to tell you about an article I read. Actually, I want to tell you about an article I read yesterday. It was about Tony Robbins. You know him. It was on Business Insider. It said he's 55 years old, and he has a regimen that he uses to stay in shape like a young man. He's so full of energy, you wouldn't believe it. Okay, and it really looks from reading the article that he knows what he's talking about. But consider this. It says that he takes supplements, supplements. And last week I read an article in the Business Insider, the same magazine that said most vitamins and supplements are not worthwhile. They are a waste of money. And I've read a few articles like that in the last couple of years. So obviously... We're getting different views from different experts about what works. And you know what? They'll be able to argue their views, and it sounds like they're making sense, and you'll have to do a lot of research before you could be well-informed enough to figure out what's going on, if you ever could. So what should you do with their advice, okay? What should you do? The same thing happens in recruiting. Some experts say, call Someone you're trying to recruit, call them 50 times if you have to, if you want to get through to them, and he or she doesn't pick up the phones. But other people say, only call three times. Don't be a stalker. No, no, no. So what should you do? Here's what I think. Do what suits you. If you're not a a hard sell closer, don't close too hard. Don't do it. But look, (laughs) at the same time, If some essentials don't suit you, if some things people tell you to do don't suit you, you are going to be in trouble because they are essential. For instance, some people are going to be rude when you contact them. They'll complain. You're calling me at work or you're emailing me at work. How dare you? You know, there's no way to get their home number or their cell number, so I don't know what they expect you to do, but it doesn't cost them anything to complain. So they're going to dump on you. And if you're smart, you won't let it bother you. You won't even say this guy's a jerk. You'll just say he's human because human beings are dumb by definition, right? You also have to be willing, as a recruiter, to deliver bad news. A candidate spends a lot of time with you pursuing a job, and you have to tell them that they thought someone else was better. And you can't even say why 99% of the time. And if you can't separate your own well-being from that of the candidate, 
you're not going to fare too well. You are not going to fare too well. You can like that guy as much as you want, but his suffering cannot be yours. It's his. Or you won't feel free emotionally to work the next order. It'll be too scary. But speaking of farewells, <laughs> right now is the time for hellos on Jerry. Jerry, what show is this? The Recruiting Animal Jerry, it was him on tape. Jerry is having fun killing animals, little animals out in South Dakota, right? So Maureen Cherub said she's going to ride shotgun today. Are you here, Maureen? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, so nice to have you back. Unlike Jerry, you're going to keep an eye on Twitter for me. That's what you do very well. Am I right about that? I try. Okay, listen, before we get going, I just want to tell everyone that our good friend, past guest, Jeremy Ames, or Jeremy Allen Ames, he's got three names, he was talking about me in Paris last week at some HR tech conference, and all the people there were amazed. Le recruiting animal, qui set person? That means who's that person, they said. So maybe we'll have some French listeners today, and I say bonjour. Did any of them know you were there? Uh, no. <laughs> That's what he said. Nobody. They just couldn't uh, believe it was a real person. Anyway, uh, before also, we're going to introduce a guest in a second, but I just want to note that no one has taken up the offer to have us pray for your searches, so I'll repeat it again. If you're having trouble with a search, just send me a message, right? Jerry and I and Maureen and the whole crew will pray for you on air. It works, okay? People keep asking people to pray on Facebook, and they wouldn't be doing it all the time if it didn't get results. So it's an open invitation waiting for you, okay? So, uh, and Maureen, anything you have to say before I move on? When did we start, when did we start praying? Are we actually saying prayers on here? But nobody, yeah, a couple of weeks ago I made the offer. Nobody's uh, taking me up, okay? But have we said any prayers yet? Nobody's asked for prayers for their job. Okay, well, can you give us an example of a prayer we're going to say so people know what we're going to say? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Let me think about it, I guess. Why you didn't expect that, that did you? I don't know. I'd say touch your screen and you know, focus. close your eyes and focus on uh, this uh, sourcing manager's job in Indianapolis and, you know, something like that, just for a few seconds, and we'd send all our energy there. I don't know. Okay. Is that, how Is that how it works? You send your energy? Is that how prayer works? I don't know. Murray, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, listen. Hey, guest. Our guest today is uh, Dane to the Bone. That's what he calls himself. His name is Jacob Madsen. Jacob Madsen, are you there? I am. Hello, animal. Hello. Hello. Okay. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Now, Hi, I, Marine, I, how are you? I Hi, Jacob. Hey, enough chit chat. You know, we're losing people. Please, I I took the chit chat time. What do you myself. What do you see him dropping like flies or something? You always say I, I that. know by I know these guys. I I I do see them hang up. What, I what is it? What up. do you see? Like something them dropping it pops off? It up on the screen on the block talk. You get a blue stripe and it says this number hung up. Okay. So anyway, the song uh, I saw that Jacob uh, posted. Uh, uh, an article called something about the recruiting void. Uh, so I picked the song by the Voidoids, uh, Blank Generation. Do you know that one, Jacob? Uh, we should play. I mean, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, well, forget not by it. name, but oh, forget it. Okay, you don't know it. Okay, I'll just move on. I wish I feel like singing today. Do you know any song? His name on Twitter is Jacob S. Madsen. Jacob J A C O B letter S M A D S E N. He has been a talent acquisition manager in a company of 400 people and a recruiter in a contingent recruiting agency. His original background uh, looks like it was in IT. He's now located in London. He's actually in the market for a new job. Is that correct, Jacob? Yep, it is. Okay, and your bio, your Twitter bio, says you're Danish to the bone, but you live in London. It's like Danish a religion that you take with you wherever you go? <laughs> well, it's, uh, it, it uh, means uh, eating rye bread and licorice, uh, salt licorice every day. So that's uh, how I practice my being Danish to the bone. What would you do... If you were doing a phone screen and you realize that the candidate is washing dishes while you're talking to him or her. I would probably say to uh, the individual that maybe this is not the best time to uh, go through something as important as discussing a career move. And maybe we should reschedule. I had a guest here on the show doing it once. I'd say that 99% of recruiters will get a negative impression of the candidate unless they, everything they said was sterling. It's like getting off on the wrong foot. Okay, is Amy here? I almost said Amy Alla, but now it's Amy Miller. Is she here? I'm here. So, so look, candidate experience. Jacob told me, uh, and I've seen him write about it all over in a million comments online, candidate experience is a really big issue for him. And today he posted a, a ton of praise for Amy. That's why I asked her to come on. He really liked what she said about candidate experience. And I'm going to quote from her. She said, from anger to despair, we have to respect the feelings of our candidates when they get rejected or lowballed on salary. Essentially, that's what she said. Do you well, agree essentially, with Essentially, because let's say feel lowballed, <laughs> because they may not be really lowballed. They may think they're being lowballed. So, Are you on a Microsoft you product because you're not doing a good job advertising for them today, okay? <laughs> you sound like you're at the end of a, a, a megaphone or something like that. Yeah, okay. Okay, so hold on. J uh, Jacob, why did you like what she wrote? Anger to despair. I mean, do you, uh, is this your thing? When you're talking about candidate experience, she said one of the most important things you can do for uh, in being a recruiter is to handhold the rejected candidates. You know, make them feel like they're still somebody even though they're not. Uh, do you agree with that? Absolutely, 100%. And if we're talking something as big as a career move, you know, which is not something that people do lightheartedly. Um, and if someone has made an effort to put an application together and has shown an interest for a role, then the least you can do is to show them some interest back and to respect uh, them for uh, the time and effort they have put into, uh, you know, having the interest in your company. So have you ever personally had to tell someone whom you thought was a great candidate that the hiring manager was not interested in him? Absolutely. Numerous times. It can you remember? Can you remember just one and tell us about it? So I, I, had, a, I, had, a, I had a marketing candidate that was outstanding. And uh, unfortunately, uh, what the hiring manager had decided was that they should go to an internal candidate. Now, this candidate ticked every single box there was. And again, as you said in, initially, Michael, that there's only, you know, you, you can't always tell them the entire truth. Um, so, you know, just have to say, well, you know, terribly sorry, but, you know, this is how things go. Uh, internal candidate. Uh, was the one that was chosen by the hiring manager, 
and that's how it is. And did, did the candidate feel betrayed because you didn't tell him up front that a preference was going to be given for an internal person? No, I did. I did. I did, I did say that. I did say that because I do, I do believe in complete transparency. Um, and any candidate, you know, will know when they enter into a process with me that there's always other considerations that there may be internal candidates. Um, and I would inform them of that if, if they came to an interview or, or was con- a consideration. This guy this uh, guy was a Martian? Is that what you said? You had a Martian candidate? Well, what was he? What kind of no, candidate? No, 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 no sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Marketing. Marketing. Oh, okay. Marketing, Marketing manager. Uh, they got disappointed. They got very disappointed because, again, you know, this was a candidate that we'd had for two interviews um, and, and um, fell at the last hurdle uh, because no, an internal hold candidate. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All I'm hearing is you said, chin up, old boy, too bad, pip, pip. You didn't do anything like Amy is being there for him. It sounds like, you know, like you're a psychiatrist or something. Amy, what are you talking about when you say being there for him? I don't know that hand-holding is, is the right way because that makes it sound a lot more um, interactive than than what I probably really do. But I, I think it's just a matter of, you know, ripping the Band-Aid off. It is what it is. The answer is no or whatever. And I know that you're going to feel something, and I just – I may not understand it. I may not be personally experiencing it myself. I'm not going to pretend to, like, get it, but I understand that you are having a reaction. Do you want to talk about it? You know, and just being... Is that you know, what you say? What no, no, wait a second. I yes. want to pin this down. Is that what you say? Yes. Like you want to talk more about or less, it? Yes. Yes. No, no, what does more or less do you mean? Want to talk Tell about me it. exactly. Tell me exactly. Okay. Animal, Animal, hi. It's Amy with my company, and I've got an update for you. Unfortunately, we're not going to make an offer. As we discussed early on in the process, I'm not always really able to share a ton of feedback around that decision, but I did want to let you know that that is the answer, and I know that's not what you wanted to hear, but do you want to talk about it? Are there questions you have that I'll do my best to answer, or do you do you have anything that you want to share with me as yes. far as feedback? Yes, yes, and then I'll ask you a bunch of questions, and every question I ask you'll say, sorry, I can't answer that. Sorry, I can't answer that. questions, and let's see. <laughs> I'm the one person that will role play with you. Let's do this. Or Jacob, you want to do you want to role play? You want to be the candidate, Jacob? You want to be the candidate, Jacob? Yeah, sure. Okay, so Amy's okay, Amy. Amy calling you. Amy's calling you. You heard her call and say, uh, you know what? We're not going to hire you. Do you have anything to say? Go ahead. She's the recruiter. You're the candidate. Okay, fine. So Amy, um, right? Okay. Uh, well, that comes as a great disappointment. Um, you know, I've, I've spent you know quite a bit of time with you, and I've been for two interviews, this and that. You know, we've spoken a number of times on the phone. Um, why? What has happened? You know, I, I thought everything was was exactly you know done. What happened? Yeah, no, I totally understand. And, you know, what I can share with you is that the feedback was mixed. Um, there was definitely kind of an overall impression that, that uh, you would have been a fit for the team and that the skills were there. But, unfortunately, as we discussed pretty early, that C-Sharp experience was, was quite critical. And for whatever reason, throughout the interviews, they did not see the level of skill that they were looking for. So, again, that, that's not to employ it. If you don't have those skills, it's just, unfortunately, during the interview, you actually didn't get translated as well as it would have liked, and they made their decision based on their time with you. Okay, right. Well, I mean, you know, I can't disguise for you that I think that's that's 
deeply disappointing given the fact that, you know, I met the entire team on my second interview, and, you know, I would have thought that if, if that was the case, then surely, you know, I was close to the, um, you know, being the chosen candidate. Yeah, and I do want to say, and again, I don't know how you're feeling about the company, you know, overall right now, but as you know, we've got multiple roles, we've got multiple teams. This does not necessarily close the door entirely to the organization. So I don't know if you want to get into that discussion right now. You may just want to kind of process this and and figure out what's best for you next step-wise. This is your career, and you need to be driving it, right? But if you are open to other conversations, if there's other teams that might make sense, we can talk about that. But again, Again, we can do that down the road whenever you feel like is you know the right time if you want to pursue that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll take that on board. Thank you. That's it. I have a question for you, Amy. What if you know? What if uh, you're an agency recruiter? There's no other teams. You're in a giant company. You can you know pass off responsibility. Oh yeah, there's going to be something somewhere. But most people can't say that. What should they do? Really? I thought corporate recruiters were the ones that were stuck in our little team boxes. That's not true. Agency recruiters, they, they might have only one job that's suitable for this, you know, in this candidate's field. And maybe depends if they're in a big company or, you know, there's five people there. Really? Uh, anybody really? else want to contribute to this? Anybody else? Nobody. Mike, Mike Cox, you're there. What, how do you yeah. turn off the candidates? Has anyone ever started crying for you, Mike? After you turn them no. down? No, Never? we're not Microsoft. <laughs> well, you mean no one wants to work for you as bad as they do for Microsoft? I, I've never had a crier at Microsoft, but I've had criers at other times in my career. <laughs> I have had story? criers elsewhere, not here. Um, you have? Y- y- yes, but you don't. You don't. When you're letting somebody know, first of all, I everything should be well. In my personal opinion, if you've spoken to a person directly, you should tell them directly, on the phone or face-to-face. But you don't talk about the person, but you can say something to the effect of, you didn't demonstrate enough customer service success to have been ranked above all other candidates uh, in consideration for this role. So you're not talking about the person, but during the interview process, which is now over, you failed to demonstrate enough experience in this to have been ranked above all the other candidates. So there was a decision that was made. And do they ever argue with you? Absolutely. And and, And what do you do? I explain to them that I'm not saying that you don't have that experience, but the fact is that during the interview process, you didn't demonstrate more of that than the other candidates that were in play. And you can't and and you can't give me any specifics. That's as specific as you're going to be. You know, show me where I, somebody else was better than me, Mike. I am not going to discuss other candidates with you, just as I wouldn't discuss your experience with another candidate. Okay. And what and what happened with the cricket? Just tell us some crying story, one or two. Okay, I, I've never heard of it. Oh, uh, this was when I was in staffing, and it was like um, warehouse management type uh, positions, and a candidate wanted, really wanted the job, felt that he was qualified for the job, and had already started exiting his current position. He felt so confident that he was going to receive the position. Most candidates don't think about the competition that they have for a position, so it came as a 
major shock to the individual, and and he didn't take it so well. A man, he started crying. He got very flustered. I don't know if there were tears, but he certainly, um, maybe the wind was blowing in his face. <laughs> okay, you're in Texas. You're in Texas. Are you afraid of getting shot? <laughs> no. No? No. What if, what if someone's in one of those uh, free-to-carry states? Someone comes into an interview with a gun. Well, that's not permissible. <laughs> no? Okay, Amy. Amy. Can you tell us a crying a crying story? I'd like to hear it. I yeah, mean... this is um, yeah. There's one also from my agency days, and it was an admin role. I did a lot of administrative stuff, and you know, it was like a young single mom who was going through a nasty divorce, and you know, really, really wanted the job. And when we did kind of our prep and initial interview, she was really excited, and she was just so sure she was going to get it, and really kind of pinned all of her her new life hopes on getting this job, you know, and it, it didn't work out. I, I don't remember exactly why. I mean, she did fine. It just, she just wasn't the choice for whatever reason. And she was devastated. I mean, she just sat in my office and cried for like 10 minutes. And, and that's all I could do was just kind of sit there and hand her tissues. Like there was literally nothing I could say, nothing. I couldn't change it. I couldn't fix it. I think I sent her on some other short-term stuff, but, you know, and that's really what I meant by empathy. It was just, just sitting there and letting her have this moment and letting her have these feelings and these emotions and just, you know, not shoving her out the door, not telling her she's overreacting or that, you know, her feelings are irrelevant. It was just, I couldn't fix it, but I could just kind of sit there and be with her and let her have this moment, get it out of her system. And then we moved on to the next step. Uh, 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 okay. So, you know, those were good, but the thing is, and I'm going to go to Jacob, the thing is, I think what the candidates want to know most is, why exactly did I strike out? I mean, where am I weak? Uh, you know, and like how, you know, if if I was weak here, somebody else was that better? What's the market like? What's my competition like? So they can have a perspective. And that's something that recruiters cannot give them. Am I right? You can no. give them something that is quantifiable, measurable, and that they can address. So like the coding skills, for example, I could say, listen, during the coding exercises on the whiteboard, we didn't see, um, you know, as much as we as we wanted to see. And and if I have the detail, if I can share that, I can say, you know, here's where the question went off the rails. They were looking for X and you provided Y. You know, that's something that you can go pick up a textbook or you can get on Coursera or whatever. You can brush up on that skill and, and you can maybe get better at practicing okay, okay, it in hold front on. of the This audience. might be unlikely, but what if somebody said, you know, we hear some of these candidates, these tech guys are weird. What if someone said, what do you know about programming, Amy? You're a recruiter. You don't know anything. We often hear them complain that the recruiters don't know anything. So where do you sure. come to and tell me? Where do you come I to tell say, me that I'm no good? You're no good. You're ignorant. I you didn't make the decision. This job. What? I didn't make the decision. I facilitated an introduction for you to come and meet with the team. I did that. That happened. The team who are technical and who are senior and principal and lead engineers made that decision based on how you showed up in the interview. I'm trying to give you some actionable feedback that maybe help you show up better next time, and we can talk about it. We can dig into it, or we cannot. It's up to you. I just want to make sure you have the opportunity to ask those questions and get that information that I can share. If you would rather not discuss it, that's okay, too. 
mean, that sounds very compassionate. Uh, does uh, do, people in Seattle don't go postal? Am I right about that? You have nothing to worry about there. Am I? Am I correct? <laughs> no, no, in Seattle. We're all hopped up on caffeine, so I don't know if that's accurate. People, no, it's happening. I mean, it's a trend. People go to work, they get fired, they come back and shoot everybody. So, I mean, she's the front man for this organization. You know, some people must think it's running the world. It's a big conspiracy. Who are they going to attack first? Lovely Amy, okay? Not a concern of yours? Why well, I work at home a lot. Okay. We're going to bring back the guest, Jacob. Jacob, Jacob, you've been listening. Yeah, yeah, no, but I just have to say something here in general observation here. Very rarely you will be there, fly on the wall at the interview at every point that the candidate has an interview with a, you know, with a hiring manager, right? You may be there for the initial interview, but you may not be there for the second or third interview. So therefore, you can only pass on what you have been told by the hiring manager as to the reason why a candidate is rejected. If for that reason, you know, you, 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 you can give them the rejection, but there will always be 25% that you cannot go into detail about because you were not flying the wall and you did not sit there and observe exactly what was happening. You have it only uh, from what you've been told by the hiring manager. Okay, now Amy told a story about, Amy got uh, married recently, I wish her the very best, okay? Uh, kind of like her husband's identical to her with a long, you know, ginger hair. Any, anyway, uh, she got married, and she decided, 12, she decided 12 hours before she got married in Hawaii that she was going to send flowers to the two mothers, his mother and her mother. She phones up two hours before the wedding. She finds out that they're delivering it the day after the wedding. Freaks out, and uh, they were very insensitive about it. She says she just wanted someone to say, oh, I know how you feel, you know, and you know, maybe there's something I can do for you. She's already told us that she uses that line, maybe there's something else I can do for you. But really, what I'm hearing, Amy and uh, Jacob, is that you guys don't do anything special. You're not advising anything really different than anybody else does. Uh, 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 Mike, since you're the only other person willing to talk, uh, do they sound radical to you since they're both so passionately committed to uh, candidate uh, experience? I have no comment. Oh, yeah, there, there he goes. That's what it's like. Uh, why, uh, Mike, how come I'm not uh, the, the number one guy? No comment. That's what you get. That's all a recruiter can give you. Amy said, Amy, i got to tell you, that was a fantastic article. I loved it, but when it comes down to reality, the only thing she's saying is she doesn't kick you out of the, out of the office or hang up on you, right? I mean, and in her case, at least you're, totally. you're talking to well, a, a pretty girl. That, that's what's so funny, though, about the article and how it's – and I'm glad that, that you like it and that it's resonating with people, but that's what's so funny about it is that – this is not anything radical. This is basic human interaction 101 that we should have learned in kindergarten. No, Amy, you know? you're claiming it's disruptive. It's kind of funny to me. You said, if, you said if you want to disrupt recruiting, this is how to do it. Be compassionate when you turn down the candidate, when you turn them off. But you're not doing anything special, it looks like to me. I, I don't get it. And and now We're not doing get... anything special, and that's what makes the whole thing so ridiculous. There's absolutely nothing special about what Jacob and I or anybody else that, that's on this page with me 
There's nothing radical about it except for the simple fact that a lot of people have forgotten the kindergarten lessons and mm-hmm. get so caught up in their own self-importance and their busyness that they totally forget this most basic human interaction social contract. What do they do? It's what do they do? What do the other guys well, some do? Some just don't ever out with a candidate. Know. And, and okay. I will admit that I have been guilty of that as well in the past. You, but what? You know, what have you done? Like done badly? Yeah. Is that what, what, the question? How have yeah. I broken social? You said contact? I've done it myself. What do you <laughs> I, mean? I have actually. There is nothing radical, as as Amy said, but no one does it, right? No one does it, and that's the problem. Okay, it's radical because no one does it, and no one has has understood that this is something that that you know should be an integral part of a recruiter, right? I can't tell you how many times I have not had any response to any interviews I have been participating in, right? And this is what it is. So why this is so, so ridiculous is that we are talking about something which you know is is should be second nature, right? There's nothing special about this, but no one does it. That's why it stands out. Okay, and just let to clarify, you're job hunting right now. You mean you've gone to interviews? And nobody gets back to you to tell you if there's a next step or if you've struck out or anything like that? Uh, in about 85% of the cases, that's, the, that's how it is, yeah. Wow. 85%. Wow. Maybe that's because you're in England and they're just, you know, not friendly there. Is it, is it a culture that varies from country to country? <laughs> no, it's just, it's just this, inter, it's this, this difference, right? And not caring. And just moving on to the next candidate and not giving a shit about anything. Uh-oh. Okay. I'll let that go by. It's, your, it's just a crime of passion. If they want to reach you, Jacob S. Madsen, M-A-D-S-E-N, on Twitter, Amy, Michael Cox, the great Maureen Sheriff, and Jacob S. Madsen. Thank you! Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VGW group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus